You know, one thing I find endlessly fascinating every year is the stats the RIAA, the Recording Industry Association of America, puts out every year. These are things that I have found to be really useful, especially when I am teaching students. I use these stats every single semester to kind of teach students about each class. It's part of my lecture on the history of music recording. So I just love these stats. And when the new ones come out, I'm always so excited. And uh, I haven't really heard anybody talking about the stats from uh, that just came out from the RIAA about last year's music growth. And I also found something about the global music market too. Same numbers, but for the entire global market. So that's what I want to share today. Are we in a time of growth of music? Are we doing all that we can do to make music income? And is it all worth the effort or is it all just going to be sucked into the AI black hole? I have been experimenting with AI stuff this week. All the programs that I'm using seem to have an AI component to them now. It's really crazy. Is sync in the mix at all in the billions being made uh, in music? Well, today I hope to address all these, or I should say we hope to address all these issues and talk about the good and maybe even the bad in the music industry. But uh, first, let's address the elephant in the room here a little bit. Welcome to the Make Music Income podcast. That's right. This is the Make Music Income podcast. We're going to start doing this live every Friday, just uh, going live with the podcast. And uh, you may notice a little something different about the podcast today. Mr. Stevie B is taking a little break from the podcast during his super busy season right now. I, for one, have to applaud that. My friend is is in a busy time of making music income. And hey, this is called the Make Music Income Podcast after all. So I am rounding up some new interviews and even some guest hosts that are coming on. I was supposed to have a guest host today, but maybe next week I'll have a guest host. And uh, for now, just try a little bit of different format, some things I've been really wanting to do. But here's the thing. You, my Make Music Income Live homies, in the chat are my partner today. If you want to ask a question or a comment, please do so in the chat. And that'll be something that can help us uh, kind of discuss this today because there's a lot to talk about. Don't worry, Steve will be back with us from time to time. But for now, he's just a busy little Stevie Beaver. Uh, but he did give me a great deal on a Mac Mini, which you can kind of see right back. Where is it? Right back there there. Got a, a, a nice new Mac mini that Steve sold me. He bought it last year, but just didn't do good for him. So he sold it to me at a very good price, probably a guilty conscience for not being able to do the podcast right now. But uh, I, I don't care. I'll take it. But I'm really happy to also have you guys here. And let's see who is here with us today. Signature music is in the house. Love three. Luca is in the house. Rhett is in the house. Glad to have all of you here and just uh, want to know about your week. Tell me what has been going on in your week in the chat or make sure you put it in the comments. I, Folks, I look at all the comments long after all of these uh, lives and everything are over. So I, I respond to every comment. So make sure that you comment. Jonathan Carlisle's in the house. Thanks, Jonathan, for being here. Let me know, Jonathan and Rhett and Luca, Signature Music, let us know 
what you're into this week. What have you made any money? That's what we want to know. Where's the money? Show me the money. So have you made any music money? Are you having any new music clients? I do. And uh, I have new music incomes. I'm going to talk about them. Well, guess what? I'm going to talk about them right now. But today's show is called Music Business Facts. I'm going to give you some facts about the, the growth and the, the continued growth of the music business and places where it is shrinking down. So uh, again, put in the comments what's been going on in your week. As far as my week, um, I have had some very interesting things happen. First of all, a big payment out of the blue from Pond5. It's it was a, a referral payment, and they gave me a referral code to refer people to Pond Five. I think almost anybody can get this referral code, but Pond Five gave me a referral code, and I've I've had it on I guess my Pond Five video and a few other videos. Apparently, however that works, I got a hundred and eighty dollar payment from Pond Five this week. I mean, I didn't get the payment; it was added to my month there, which means that's going to be like a two hundred dollar month or more paying out next uh, next month on the 15th. So uh, a big surprise. Um, one thing that I haven't seen in Pond5 so far is if you remember from last month, I did a video about uh, interesting month at Pond5 and uh, mainly that was because of the AI payments thing, the data set earnings and the partner earnings. We did not see them this month as of yet. As of the 26th of May, we haven't seen a May payment for those data set earnings and partner earnings they say that we're going to get. So haven't really seen that yet. And uh, but it did get a big payment from Pond5 today um, or yesterday uh, for referrals. So I, I didn't even know. I mean, I've made a buck or two off of that over the past two years, but suddenly it's a thing. So um, if you've made any referral stuff on there, uh, let me know. Um, I'll get to let me get through my week here and then I'm going to find out what's been going on in you guys week and answer any questions. But um, I had a large four figure deposit for album production uh, this week. That's the first time that's happened in a while. Um, it used to be the way I worked. I would work for someone developing a, a record for them, a, a, a recording, an album. Usually be used to be albums all the time. We're going to talk about uh, album sales today, but um used to be albums all the time. Uh, this is a longtime client of mine and they're back to do a, an album. We're tracking on Tuesday. I'm still looking for a keyboard player for that day. And we'll be tracking in Nashville on Thursday, uh, on Tuesday uh, for the majority of this album. But I got that large four figure deposit in the end today. Uh, so that was, or I should say in this week. So that was nice. Um, I had a, I'm having a pretty decent motion array and overall stock income month. What I didn't put in my notes here is I got a, I had a big song trader payday yesterday, folks, if you are not using song trader and their monetization options for all of your non-exclusive songs, you need to have them in there. There's almost no reason. This is not a sponsored video for a song trader, but you need to have your stuff on song trader because I'm telling you, I, Regularly, they are one of the top payouts for me per year of uh, non-exclusive music income. And so I uh, had a big day yesterday, a lot of payments from there, probably it's 100 bucks or so uh, up for the month. And um, so that, in, in addition to how Motion Array is going, which might get up to 100 bucks, plus the 200 from Pond5, it's going to be 
it looks like we're headed past a $400 month in the non-exclusive slash stock world, which is good. If you know what's going on with stock, it, it is going down every year, but it looks like it's going to be a good month. Um, I did a video and got paid this week for, or I'm getting paid. I just submitted an invoice today for a video that's coming out Monday or Tuesday, uh, probably Monday. Um, that is about a distributor that I've never used before. And um, so that's coming out on Monday. Got the approval from them. And I think you'll enjoy that. A lot of cool things that this distributor does. So you can check that out. Um, we had a nice Composers Mastermind live uh, on Wednesday. And by the way, if you are someone who wants to be part of that, um, make sure you go down in the notes below. You can see uh, how to get into our mastermind. Um, looking for two composers for next Wednesday. We are doing two composers right now. Uh, might move that to three. So if I get three, we may do three composers on that day. Let's see what else happened. Oh, uh, yesterday I kind of quietly unveiled something called Make Music Income Daily. And this is basically um, something that I am doing to try to support the channel, but also show you on a basically on a daily basis. And so far I have four of the five days of this week up there. And this is a uh, thing I'm trying to do. I've got to do this as a subscription because I'm, I'm going to be talking about some specific numbers from clients. And I just don't want to give that away completely publicly. And also I'm going to be talking about specific libraries that I work with in there, not just the stock ones, but the ones I can't really mention on the air. So if you're interested, you can uh, come and join our site. It's $9.99 a month, folks. It's about the same as a cup of coffee and you'd be really helping the site. I'm really trying to get to a place where this becomes one of my main focuses uh, as far as educating uh, in music. I, I love working at the site. I love talking with all of you all. And um, it's just something I would like to pay more attention to. But for anything in my, my income life, it has to be something that brings, um, that brings income. And so, and so this channel is bringing a little, but I'd like to get it up to the point where I can really back off from other things and focus on this channel mostly. So that's Make Music Income Daily. I talk about what is happening. A lot of times I'm in my, I'm just waking up or I'm, I'm sitting in here just getting ready to work on stuff. And we're all already, you know, I'm already telling you what's going to happen on that day and some money that's come in every day when every day is a thing, y'all. Every day is a new day in music income here for me. Maybe it is for you, but when you're doing this full time, every day something happens and you're like, whoa, that's awesome. So, all right. Uh, that's about my week. Oh, and I did tell you already about my new computer. That's right back here and I am loading it up right now and hopefully it'll be over here and moving me a bit faster to get more stuff done. So let's see about your week. What has been happening with you? A lot of comments here. Um, Mix Club, Rhett says he's been mixing and recording this week. Um, Lucas says this month he's had some money from Motion Elements. How about that? And about music, very busy with Beat Stars and Song Trader. Good. I think you'll find Song Trader to be uh, very helpful, especially once you get a good amount of catalog in there and use as many of the monetization options. Song Trader uh, is supposedly a sync, a place where you can get sync placements and things like that. But I find much more consistent income coming from uh, just putting the stuff into their monetization options, especially their apps and platforms, their downloads. I'm going to do a video on this soon, but 
their uh, overhead music. Um, there's quite a few things, and I'm going to show that here in an upcoming video. I mean, you can go back and see my song trader video that I've got uh, in, on my site and in the review section. It, not much has changed really with that site since that review, but I want to kind of update that. Uh, Stephen Tallamy in the house. Thank you so much for being here, Stephen. Um, Steve, I want to talk to you about being a guest host for the show one time. Uh, not so much making music income, but spending income on music. <laughs> uh, upgrade NI complete to version 14 in the sale. Dude, I am right there with you. I saw that update price. I think I only have to pay $99 to upgrade to 14 standard, which is going to give me ozone standard, uh, which is good because I'm switching computers and that means I'm going to have to pay waves again. So I think instead of paying waves, I'd much rather pay native instruments and get ozone for sale. Cause really all I use, uh, for mastering is, is a couple of waves plugins, but I do love ozone. So I'm excited to get ozone and all the stuff. Uh, Ronan, uh, is up. Good morning. Pip, pip, uh, staring, starting on Halloween tracks this weekend. Yeah. I am also uh, going to be doing more Halloween and I just got a Halloween song signed, I believe at crucial music, um, waiting to see, uh, Shane is here on the office computer. Good to see you, Shane. Um, let's see. Uh, Shane says stumbled into a new source of music income programming main stage for musical theater. Well, there you go. Yeah. You know, one of the types of music income we don't talk about is the type that, um, that is for live events. Um, one of the main things we teach our students and we hope for our students when they graduate from the school I teach at is that they get a job and most of the jobs they get are in the live world. And uh, so any kinds of these things uh, are good. Here's a few questions I got early today. Kronos is here, uh, says, what are some of the best ways and tools to use to find work as a composer? Well, uh, funny you should mention tools. I do have a new ebook uh, at my site, makemusicincome.com slash free, and you can find the, the tools uh, ebook that I just put out. So there's really good tools there if you want to find them, it's absolutely free. And then um, you can also, uh, as far as ways, we talk about all the ways on this thing, uh, licensing uh, work, doing live events, um, composing for uh, your own Spotify and composing for clients and all that kind of stuff. That's all we talk about on this channel. So make sure you subscribe because oh, that's what we do every day here is talk about li literally every day almost now. I talk about music income and how to make it as a composer. Um, Summer Faye says, uh, inspiring videos, question, a DJ with a ton of followings heard my new rock single, wants to make a hip hop track. I have publishing with TuneCore, but I don't know how the business works. Wow, that sounds like a deep question. Um, you know, DJing is something that I don't talk about much on this channel because I don't do any of that, but it certainly is another music income that I don't talk about. Someone else made that thought recently, and you're right. Um, as far as how they can make uh, a hip-hop track well they can make the hip-hop track all day long it's, it it's the publishing's not a problem until they want to release it and do something with it so um i'm not sure how tunecore publishing works it sounds like you're headed towards some kind of exclusive contract or deal with this person so just make sure uh, you are watching yourself on that lucas says uh, i've seen your song trader video and i've done the pro subscription 
I've uploaded some tracks with the distribution too, and Sunday three of them will be on stores. Good. Um, I I would put as many tracks as you can, um, and also I'm not, and I'm, I don't mean to take money out of anybody's pocket, but I haven't seen that the pro subscription makes me any more than not having the pro subscription. This year, the past two years, I've been zero. I don't pay them at all, and just with the free account, I'm making three or four hundred dollars a year. Um, if I paid them the 50 bucks, I think it's 49 bucks for the year for the pro subscription. I, I might even come out even with not paying them at all. I might get more, but I have to put that 49 bucks down. I'm just not sure. So, uh, I'm kind of into, uh, a lot of different things. Um, so glad to have you partners here with me today. Uh, all waves says, hi, Eric. Thanks for sharing your work here on YouTube. This gives me fresh energy to go on. Greetings from Italy. Nice. Good to have a co-host from Italy here. Well, good to hear about your week. Let's move on with this today. I want to start a new section of the podcast today, and it is the news. And I find that there are news items every week that happen that um, I enjoy listening to if somebody else on a podcast covers it. I listen to podcasts in my car. Not sure about you all. And this podcast will air on Monday morning at 6 a.m., just the audio version of this video that you're watching right now. So if you miss any of it or if you've missed any of it and you want to watch it, you can catch it on the audio podcast. Um, also, uh, so let's get to the news because I want to talk about some things that have happened this week and get your thoughts on them as well. Um, one of the things that happened this week is that Logic for iPad came out, and this is one of those things that uh, I I have my I have mixed feelings about Logic Pro for iPad. Been watching a lot of the videos. One of the reasons I have the most mixed feelings about it is because I can't get it. Darn it, my iPad is too old. And it's one version back from the version that works on it. But yeah, Logic Pro for iPad came out. And folks, it looks it looks nice. It looks sweet. Um, you can do a lot of things here. But I have to tell you that uh, I feel like anything it does, not that, but almost anything else that it does, I can do a little bit in GarageBand already. Or I can do with the Logic um the logic uh, remote thing. Now I am not like talking down about logic pro for iPad. I think it's a great thing. And uh, yeah, shoot, you be better believe I would have it if it was out. Um, but here's the biggest problem I have with logic pro for iPad. I don't create serious music on my iPad. I might have, when I have my iPad, I might mess around and, and just, you know, work on uh, play with the instruments. It's a lot of fun. There's, there's, you know, different things you can do. They've got the guitar strings and you can bend them and you can do different things, but playing a keyboard on an iPad is no fun. Um, it's, it's not much different than playing the, you know, the keyboard on your, your computer keyboard, you know, and, uh, playing notes with that. To me, it's just not very intuitive to make music. Plus I am a player when I play, I like to play music that uh, is artful. I like to play the keyboard. I like to play 88 notes and play chords and bass at the same time. So for me, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm missing much not having the Logic Pro for iPad, 
because uh, I don't need a, I've got a music studio at my fingertips all the time. And that is right here on the computer. And, to, and seriously, I just think I, now I will say that this is probably more for beat makers, people who are creating beats. You know what I mean by that? By hip hop creators, rap uh, creators, people creating more electronic type music. They might find this a lot more interesting, but I just can't see turning this into my full studio and recording 24 bit 48 on a, on a iPad and mixing there. It, it, it's yeah. Maybe if you're on an airplane, that's fine, but guess what? A, a laptop does that just the same. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. How do you guys feel about, um, iPad, uh, I, uh, logic pro for iPad. Um, let's see. Anybody have any comments here about it? What your iPad is needed? Uh, good point. I've, I think I, did I write that down here? Um, no, if you go to iPad, well, it just tells you right there on the site. If we're still, if I'm still sharing this site, um, I think you have to have a bionic, <laughs> a bionic, uh, thing here. Let's see if it says, uh, um, it doesn't have it on here, but I know that I have the, oh, here we go. What iPad do I need to use? You can install Logic Pro for iPad on any iPad with the A12 Bionic chip or later, and iPad OS 16.4 or later. Now, I will tell you from experience that iPad Pro, um, the iPad, I see, I have the iPad Pro tw um, 2, second generation. Doesn't work on that. It works on the third generation iPad Pro, and then you have to have the Bionic chip. Um, Stephen Tellamy says, I imagine the amount of storage for samples you would need on the iPad. Yeah, and that seems to be a problem some people are having is putting uh, the iPad, um, is putting their own samples on there. It's it's not as easy as it should be. And so a lot of people are not crazy about that part. Um, Shane asked, can you hook a MIDI control into the iPad? Yes, it's very easy. Um, yeah, well, and, and true, a lot of the iPads now are USB-C, so they certainly can. I know I did it at work the other night in my older iPad. I had to have the dongle, but it's it works just fine as long as the controller doesn't require a lot of power. Sometimes the iPads don't have enough to power the controller. Um, okay, and so I I just I it's. It's $5 a month. They went subscription for this, by the way. So if you want to have it, you can have it for $5 a month. I think if I was going to use it, I would pay the, uh, I think it's, what is it? $49 for the year, $50 for the year, um, something like that. So I would probably pay it by the year if I was going to use it, but likely I wouldn't use it. Likely I would put it on there. I'd mess around with it a little bit like I do most apps. And then I tell you folks, I just don't end up using the apps on the iPad for music. I don't know why. All right. Very cool. Let's uh, move on here. And um, let me get to my next bit of news here. And that is CD Baby is uh, announced this week that they are absolutely ending their, um, their physical distribution. And so a lot of you might be saying, like I did, I thought they already ended their... <laughs> <laughs> their distribution and uh the they did but they had another part of a distribution they were doing to stores and um so this if you go to their site this is uh on the diy musician page which we're going to talk about the diy musician podcast here too in a minute 
But uh, yeah, on June 22, CD Baby will stop distributing CDs and vinyl in order to focus on the continuing development of digital music distribution and promotional tools. I think it's funny they talk about why is distribution ending? Does CD Baby still manufacture CDs? There's a little bit of that kind of stuff. As you can see, they are really continuing to move to uh, streaming only, but I love this down here. What about the name CD Baby? And they say, yeah, we know, we know. So mark my words, I think that is something that is changing at CD Baby very soon. I think they will be changing their name because CD Baby uh, just doesn't make any sense anymore. I, I'm sure it's hard to turn a ship like that around where you've been the place called CD Baby for so long, but I think it's time for a name change there. Uh, Arco continues to say, I don't know if he's here in the chat, but he always says it should be called Streamy Baby, but uh, which is pretty funny. Uh, Shane says, not sure I have actually listened to a CD in five years. Yeah, pretty much same. Um, I would like to, and I prefer music at that bit rate um, at at least 1644, which is what CDs are. But uh, yeah, they're not making CDs. I know people are still making them. I have a client making them right now. I have another client who's going to make them for the album that we're tracking on Tuesday. So people still do make them. I think everybody's holding on to the past, though, with that a little bit. But as we're going to talk about here in a minute, uh, there's, there's something that you should be thinking about, and you might want to think about uh, making CDs because uh, some things have changed. So uh, one last thing. Thing I wanted to talk about relating to CD Baby is that uh, Kevin Bruner, uh, who has been on the DIY podcast since it started, I can't remember how long ago, 15 years, something like that, uh, since uh, he, him and uh, the other guy that he runs the podcast with has decided to, has taken another job with BandLab, I believe. And so he has left the DIY Musician podcast, which I listen to a lot. If you're a musician who uh, works out and doing gigs and things like that a lot and trying to do the Spotify thing and be a, an artist. They are a great podcast to listen to. I don't know what's going to happen with it now. They haven't really talked about it, but I'm sure they will. So uh, the only the only thing that's fishy about this and about, um, uh, you know, Kevin leaving this this particular um, this particular podcast and the DIY Musician podcast is, isn't it strange, folks? how um, CD Baby, or I should say how Kevin Brunner has left the podcast at CD Baby, and also the same week, Steve leaves the podcast here on, <laughs> on Make Music Income. Is that fishy? Is there something going on here where uh, are they in cahoots? Uh, I don't know, but um, I'm just kidding. Uh, I I doubt they're in cahoots. Let's hope they're not in cahoots. All right. So I want to get into the meat of today and, and what I want to talk about on the podcast today. And that is, I want to talk about statistics. Doesn't that sound interesting? But um, I think it's important that we look at what is happening in the bigger picture of music. And this is a music income site. And uh, one of the things I'm most interested in is, is the music industry income as a whole. And that's what I want to talk about today. Um, it's one of those things that um, I think is, is important that we keep an eye on what's happening with all the stats. And we're going to, first, we're going to look at the, um, the year end uh, states uh, stats here in the States. And then we're going to look at the year end 
uh, stats around the world. So you can kind of see what's happening. I think you'll be kind of interested in that. So let's take a look at this and um, and open that screen up and take a look at, uh, and I will try my best to speak instead of uh, say, look at the slides. So people listening to the podcast can hear these stats too, as you're driving along down life's highway, listening to the dulcet tones of uh, the Nick Music Income Podcast. Okay, so first of all, we have, uh, this is the recorded music revenues from the last three years, um, and it it has grown every year starting in 2020. Um, it was, the retail sales were 12.1 million, or I should say billion. This is billion with a B, folks. Uh, in 2021, it rose uh, up to 15.0. Uh, billion now that's not a big deal going from 12 to 15 because 2020 was the pandemic so obviously things probably took a bit of a dive there but they continued to grow this year not as by as much but up to another another bit to 15.9 billion um streaming continued to be the large majority of recorded music streams for 2022 so that's no surprise to anybody uh, one thing that is surprising is paid subscription, ad-supported services, digital and customized radio, social media platforms. All of these grew 7% to a record $13.3 in revenue. A lot of that includes paid subscriptions to Spotify, ad-supported things at Pandora and Spotify and all those different places. But I think this graphic here um, is the best, and it shows streaming uh, for the US recorded revenues. Let me get this perfectly placed here uh, for 2022. Uh, streaming is 84%, went up a percentage point, and it was already at 83% last year, and it continues to grow. I don't know if there's been anything, maybe the CD had this share of the market at one point, but 84% of all recorded music revenues is, is pretty amazing and it's continuing to grow. However, something is stopping it from growing, and that is the growth of physical at 11%. We're gonna talk about that in a minute, but to finish out this percentages of the 100%, digital downloads is at 3% and sync. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, sync is at 2%. So this is something that I find very interesting that sync is in this conversation at all. There's four things they talk about in this graph, streaming at 84% physical uh, sales at 11%, which a lot of you probably can't believe, digital downloads at 3% and sync is at 2%. So uh, like uh, I think uh, Steve Martin once said, just so I'm in there somewhere, sync is, that's what sync is saying. Um, I do think this is pretty interesting. The uh, streaming revenues continue to go up, um, 10 billion in 2020, 12.4 billion in 2021 and 13.3 billion in 2022. So streaming royalties continue to go up. This includes paid subscriptions, digital and customized radio services, and like Pandora, and then ad supported on demand things where um, you have you have people paying for Spotify or whatever because they're uh, paying for it with ads. Uh, all right, so um, paid subscriptions continue to go up. 92 million uh, US paid subscriptions, which uh, it's, you know, you have uh, advertising supported on-demand services like YouTube, the ad supported version of Spotify, Facebook, and others. They grew a little slower than previous years where they had been jumping up by about 10 million a year, but, uh, or sorry, uh, billion a year? No, millions. Uh, 
Um, but anyway, that's up to about 1.8 billion total. Um, I tell you, this is this is continuing to grow. We're we're continuing to see these things grow. The music industry, folks, is not stopping at all. Um, digital downloads. The only thing that is stopping. The only thing that is stopping is digital downloads. This is the only thing I think that went down in 2022 and continues to go down every year. I think in the second straight year it was going down. Actually, the third straight year is going down. If you look at 2020, 665 million uh, in in digital download revenues, down to 622 million last year, down to 495 million this year. It's just continuing to sink like a rock. But the kind of crazy thing is, physical products are going up uh, still. And so, physical products means uh, CDs. It also means vinyl, of course. Um, but continuing to grow now they had a huge growth year after 2020 and i don't know if that was because pandemic things or whatever but a cat is yelling um but anyway revenues from vinyl records grew from 17 percent to 1.2 grew i'm sorry grew 17 percent to 1.2 billion 1.2 billion in vinyl and the the funny part is only one and a half million were to people with record players. That's just a joke. They they probably have more. But uh, it's the 16th consecutive year, 16th consecutive year of growth for vinyl. So vinyl continues to grow. Now, folks, don't get too excited. I said 1.2 billion of vinyl. And what was uh, streaming like, you know, other 16 billion or something like, I don't know what it was, but it, it's, uh, 13 billion. So it, it's a it's a small percentage of what is happening with with streaming, but it is a thing. We are not completely done with physical yet. Um, for the first time since 1987, listen to this. For the first time since 1987, vinyl albums outsold CDs. Now this is probably not a surprise to you, but uh, and, and also uh, after a big year, if you look on uh, in the graph here. Um, for those of you listening, uh, CDs did make a little jump after 2020, up to 2021, but they're back down this year. And vinyl is the other sales. There's a tiny little sliver of other, which would mean cassettes and things like that. But um, yeah, it's physical has made a bit of a comeback, which I find pretty interesting in this. And then I've got one more page here of some stuff that I think is pretty interested. And I do want to focus in on sync royalties and if i just kind of bring this up uh in 2021 sync royalties were at 306 million uh 306.5 million and in 2022 they were up 24.8 percent sync royalties up to 382.5 million so sync is on the rise 25 percent is a healthy rise um in in that so uh, yeah um cds went down about the same amount as sync royalties went up. Just saying. Uh, so I may, it may or may not float your boat that sync is doing that. But I found that it was really interesting with all this stuff that's happening that, um, you know, sync is on the rise and still a part of, even that it's mentioned to me is a big deal. And so something to, um, to remember one thing that i saw earlier when i was looking at this is that sound exchange distributions which is pandora and uh sirius radio mainly um have gone down from 
0.5 million to 959 million, a 3.3% decrease. So sound exchange, if you, if I make some money on sound exchange, I don't know if you do, but that has gone down, but just about everything else has gone up except dish, um, downloads, as you can see is just down across the board. Um, and physical is, is down a little bit for on the CD side and on the music video side. I don't know who is buying a physical music video. I didn't even know you could buy a physical music, uh, physical music video. And let's see. What is the other physical stuff? CD singles, cassettes, vinyl singles, vinyl singles, DVD audio and SACD. I don't know if you guys remember DVD audio and SACD, but they were two formats that came up, uh, about, 15 years ago, people, they tried to make a Blu-ray for audio, didn't take. And so we didn't really get uh, a, a higher res um, player and, uh, and CD or audio. I don't know if anybody has uh, or remembers SACD or any of that kind of stuff. So let's see what you guys have to say. Um, St. Devil says running a little late today, tuning in late. Well, glad to have you. Same glad, glad you're here. Um, so uh, Shane says, not sure I see the sync percentage moving much over the next few years. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, Shane also says, so odd that vinyl is making a comeback. So Walmart is selling a record player. Listen, I was in uh, Barnes & Noble the other day, and they have their entire record section of this one store is still there. And instead of CDs and videos and stuff, it's majority vinyl. It's crazy. Um, so vinyl has 16 years. Vinyl has been growing now. It's not close to streaming, y'all. Okay, don't get too excited. Eighty-four uh, percent versus eleven percent physical to um, or, or streaming to physical. So, I don't think streaming is too worried about that. Uh, Saint Devil says, "I think people like to be able to own copies of the music physically rather than being in an endless subscription payment." At least I'd imagine that's a small part of the market. Well, we will see. I don't know about that. I think um, we are a people of um, we like to have, uh, ease of use. We are people of convenience. And I think for the most part, we are not, um, wanting anything that's going to be, uh, more con not convenient. And so I think, uh, having something on your phone that you can just, I know for me, I, I am a person who loves all physical media and loves all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I don't have time to do anything in my car except turn on Spotify and play it through my car stereo. And if I'm at work, I'm going to play Spotify. It's just easier. It, I don't know how I, there's no CD players anywhere. I have one in my car. I don't even have a CD player in this studio. I, actually, I do have a, a CD um, thing, but I don't keep it hooked up because I never use it. I never use it. Um, Stephen Tallamy says, Given its revenue, it would be interesting to know profit. Vinyl is expense to make and dispatch. Yeah, it is expensive and it takes a long time to make vinyl. I have artists that are making vinyl right now and they started their vinyl order in March and they won't get it till September. And yeah, it's going to be a lot. So they will have to, um, they would have to really focus on uh, selling it for, you know, as a, as a signed, important piece but bands are doing that they're selling those vinyls almost as tchotchkes if you know what a tchotchke is but almost as things that people are you know just wanting to take home and have signed and put up on a wall or put up on their uh, 
um, you know, on a shelf or something like that. I don't even know if they're playing it. And those, and some of them are really cool. You can get them in different colors, the actual vinyl in different colors. And so again, they become collector's items and things like that. Shane says, I remember the days of jogging with a CD Walkman and getting skips until they incorporated the buffer feature. Yeah. Hey, or the days of running, jogging with us or going to school or walking around with a CD with not a CD Walkman, but a, a cassette Walkman. That was how I lived a lot of my uh, 20s and 30s was just walk around with my cassette Walkman. Cassettes were like, in my opinion, the greatest thing in the world back then because uh, I, I think in some ways cassettes might have been better than any kind of other technology we have because they were so accessible and easy to use out and about. You didn't have to have a studio. You just put your fired up your cassette player and recorded or not recorded. Um, I guess we have apps that do things like that, but I don't know. I kind of miss the one-off things that we had. They were very helpful. All right, let's move on here um, before we go too long. Um, and let's look at the international stuff here. Now, I find these numbers pretty fascinating. This is the global report, global music report for 2023. Actually, these are the numbers from 2022. These reports usually don't come out until the spring of the next year. So um, I think in a, in a few months, maybe August, we'll have the mid-year report for 2023. But I usually wait for the full year. I know it's a little old information, but hey, it's the best we can do for all of this information they're trying to show to us. Um, so this global music report I found, and I found a lot of these pretty interesting too. You can see, uh, I, I love charts, I'm sorry. But, uh, and I'm for those of you listening to the podcast, uh, right now I'm looking at a chart, the global recorded music industry revenues from 1999 to 2022. And you could see the, what has happened. This is such an interesting chart to see the 1999, all of the music industry. I mean, it, there's there's red, blue, orange, um, green, and and purple. And the red is CDs, and the uh, green is um, is downloads, and the blue is streaming. And you see how the red from 1999 has gone down steadily. Uh, almost every single year gone completely down uh, until 2020, where it started to edge back up, that's CDs. And then in 2004, uh, downloads started with the whole Apple craze. And so uh, downloads became a thing uh, peaking out in about, looks like 2012, and uh, then just continuing to, to fall every year after that to now. And then you have uh, streaming, which is blue, and streaming uh, starts around 2006, but doesn't become fully adopted here in the States until 2011, 2012. And after that, it's just all blue and goes up to 17.5 uh, a, a, a billion uh, this year against 4.6 billion in physical, against 2.5 billion in, oh, and this is this is funny. This, this chart talks about something that the other one didn't talk about at all. And let me go on down here to global music revenues by segment. And now here's where this is really interesting. And I hope you're still watching at this point because um, this is this shows the world. This is global recorded music revenues. Now we just saw the, the US ones where it was 84% streaming. And now in the global, but this global music reviews is only 67% streaming. 
is that is a huge difference that the world is only streaming 67%. Now, do I think that's going to go up? Probably. Um, but uh, physical is the next biggest thing. And that is up uh, from our 11% in the US to 17.5% around the world. This shouldn't be surprising to you, uh, especially nations that don't have the technology or get it as fast. And then you have different cultures like Japan, who, who really value physical things more than streaming things. And so it's been, it's been harder for them to let go of CDs and things like that in Japan, I know, and probably other cultures as well that maybe just don't get the technology as quickly. And so, um, again, uh, the next biggest one after that is very interesting, and it's not on the chart at all on the U.S., and that is performance rights. Yes, PRO, performance rights. Uh, I tell you what, if you want to know about performance rights, our, our our friend Dave Croft did an amazing video yesterday where he broke down PROs down to the down to the ground and then built it back up again. And he talks about everything PRO. If you have the least bit question about performance rights organizations, you need to go and listen or watch his podcast from this week about PROs. He does a great job with that. But interesting that almost 10% of the global music revenues around the world is performance rights pretty shocking especially since um and the next one is 3.6 digital downloads which is close to what we had here in the states and then 2.4 in sync royalties which again also is close so um it, you know a lot of times when i think about income from sync i am i am putting performance rights into that and uh dave talks does a good job of talking about different areas of production music and incomes that aren't just sync royalties but um, for me, I kind of bunch all that in. If I'm working on sync stuff, uh, most of my performance, my PRO payments are going to be for sync placements. So I think of that as sync income kind of, and I, should, I probably shouldn't. But um, anyway, pretty interesting that in the global world, 67%, only 67% is streaming, and we have a much larger physical presence, 17.5%. Uh, and then the performance rights uh, stuff. You can find this, by the way, at IFPI. Uh, I'm not exactly sure of the site. Do I have the site here? No, I just have the PDFs. So yeah, you can you can find that there. But um, here's this is pretty interesting too. Um, figures by format. So physical um, went up four percent around the world. Uh, streaming went up 11.5%. All that's normal. Uh, downloads fell even worse at 11.7% around the world. And uh, performance rights grew 8.6%. But here is the one that I'm I'm interested in. Synchronization accounting for 2.4% of the market in 2022. Synchronization revenues from the use of recorded music in advertising, film, games, and TV maintained strong interest increases posting another year of growth exceeding 20 percent and reaching 640.4 million dollars um compared to like 15 billion that doesn't seem like a lot but uh it's growing it's continuing to grow which i think is pretty cool um the other thing i thought was really cool about this chart was the um figures by region and um, you can kind of see here a little bit if i can get this set right uh, the biggest one was Africa, which uh, sub-Saharan Africa, I should say. Uh, steep increase of 34.7%, the only region to see more than 30% growth in the world. So Africa is starting to 
have a, a very strong climb in music revenues and uh, pretty big growth, almost 35% growth in Africa. The next biggest one is uh, Latin America, which again, not surprising with everything that's happened in reggaeton and everything. Um, uh, every market saw double digit growth in Latin America up 26%. So pretty impressive. Followed by uh, um, the other part of Africa, the northern part of Africa, Middle East and North Africa at 23.8%. But every place, US and Canada was the, the smallest. We, we were the smallest growth of the world. So look, just look at music growing everywhere, all things. And uh, we are not in a bad place with music. If you're afraid that uh, AI is messing up with music. That doesn't even come into the conversation right now. Uh, AI is app, is just tools that we can use to do some stuff. Um, so, but man, it, everything looks pretty healthy here. And um, I don't know about you, but seeing these figures makes me kind of happy about what is happening with music and the fact that sync is on the rise and um, and physical products are on the rise, but streaming is also on the rise. Everything is on the rise. Um, let's see if I have any comments about that. Um, so yeah, um, <laughs> Shane says that the CD Walkman is better than an eight track. Yeah, certainly better than eight track. Um, anybody else here? Hey, Arco, good to see you. Um, D-Man says, is it worth for new musicians to make CDs anymore and pay a graphic artist for the CD cover, or is it better to stick with digital when starting out for new musicians? I think this is a pretty no-brainer. I mean, it's going to depend on if you have, if you're if you're playing live, you're going to need something to sell. Now, these days, I think most people's merch uh, that they're selling and making income from is T-shirts or uh, some kind of merch like that. But CDs are cheap to make. You can make a hundred for two or three hundred bucks, and you can sign them. The problem is most people just don't have any um have any use for a cd shane was just saying it uh and shane and i are older folks who um come from that generation of cds but even we now are used to streaming um and it used to be that the older demographic use stream use cds still i think a younger demographic uses vinyl so vinyl is something that you could make um, but it's expensive to make I think if you're just starting that starting out with digital is certainly better. I, I don't think there's much, I think it's kind of a no brainer these days that you should be focused on uh, making music to put out through channels that don't require a lot of uh, overhead. And that means digital. And so uh, you'd be better spent than spending CDs that you'd be better. You'd, you'd be better and wiser to spend your money on marketing online. Um, trying to get stuff to playlists, trying to get stuff, uh, doing some Facebook marketing to grow your Spotify. I probably, and, and probably then pursuing some kind of licensing for your music, then trying to make CDs and sell them. I just don't think that is going to happen. Uh, yeah, Arco doing good. Arco said, uh, something here a minute ago. I see some new features in YouTube and yes, Arco, there are some new features. Uh, there is something called Make Music Income Daily. I have a new join button. I am looking for the first people to jump on this and absorb this content. I've, 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 I've made five pieces of content already, four are up now. I'll be putting the fifth one up from today up there. This shows you behind the scenes stuff in here or wherever I am making music income. So if you're interested in that, check uh, out 
youtube.com slash make music income slash join on letters to type, or you can just go on desktop to, um, to the make music income channel and join and be part of that. I'd like to see what you think of that. I need, uh, five or 10 people who might be interested in supporting the channel to join this and see if you like this content and see if it's interesting to you. If it is come get music, come watch me make music income daily. It's, uh, it's shockingly interesting. <laughs> uh, D man, you are welcome. Thanks so much for that. St. Devil says, I wonder if the numbers in are inflation are just in for inflation or not. Well, I don't think it really matters the exact numbers. I think I'm a little bit more uh, focused on the growth of things of, of even if the numbers were all inflated, even if you took them all down, the percentages would be the same. So uh, I'm more interested in how things are going, how streaming continues to grow, um, how physical continues to grow. I'm always looking for ways that we might figure out ways to uh, make more music income uh, daily even. Uh, but I think that these statistics really show us a little bit about uh, what is happening in the industry and what is happening around, not just in the US where everything's up except downloads, around the world where everything's up except downloads. So um, it's, it's a pretty fun time to be part of making music. And uh, I hope this has been somewhat interesting to you. Um, thanks so much, everybody, for being here. I think I'm about done. If you have any last questions, throw them in. Like I said, uh, please take a look at Make Music Income Daily. See if it's interesting to you. And if it is, join the channel. Would love to have uh, just see if this is going to work, this kind of um, underground movement of people who want to make music income. If you do, then this is for you. It's about time for me to get back over to this uh, this new computer and get it revved up and get uh, from Mr. Stevie B. And if you're wondering where Stevie B is on the podcast and you're just tuning in, he is uh, busy like a little Stevie Beaver and working. So Jonathan Carlisle, thanks for being here. Good to see you. Um, Shane says, great episode this morning. Thank you, Shane. Thanks for being here. Thanks everybody for being here. Uh, so much, uh, so much fun to go over this stuff and make sure you tune in next week for the podcast. We're going to continue to do some new things with the news and the subjects and maybe even some guest hosts. So, all right, everybody, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you soon here on the podcast. Bye-bye.